Welcome to your PA Mentor Podcast. I'm Sammy Ngo, your host and fellow PA, and I'm here to help you navigate your way to a fulfilling PA career. At 26 years old, I landed my dream job as a brand new graduate right out of PA school without even realizing it, all because I had an incredible mentor who guided me through my first year as a clinician. My mentor completely changed my life and how I practice medicine. He didn't just teach me clinical medicine. He taught me how to love the art of medicine, how to develop work-life balance, how to avoid burnout, and most importantly, how to truly love and continue to love my profession. Because of him, I am the confident PA that I am today. And that is why I have made it my mission to help PA students and new grads navigate through the PA profession with advice, strategy, and tools to find your way to a fulfilling career as a PA. And with that said, my friends, it is now time to dive into today's episode. Hi, Erin. Hi, Sammy. In today's episode, we are going to talk all about the interview. Yes. Getting an interview is so exciting, but it can bring a lot of stress and anxiety. Oh, we got so much stress. I normally never sleep before an interview. I get so nervous for it. Oh, my Doesn't goodness. Doesn't everybody? No, I sleep like a log. Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, because I spent time researching the job before I applied. I'm super familiar True. with the company. I know I'd be a good fit for the position. And clearly, they think so too, which is why they picked me to interview. That's true. You're very right. right. You're right. And don't forget that interviews are a two-way street. Remember, you are interviewing them just as much as they are interviewing you. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, are they good enough to be my employer? This interview process is essentially an opportunity for you to meet them, to see the clinic, meet the staff, and decide if this is a place you want to work. The supervising physician may not always be included during the interview. And so if they're not there, just ask if you can possibly meet them at a later time or even that day if possible. Right. And a lot of interviews are being done through Zoom now, but the same principles apply. Okay. So mm -hmm. first things first, it's going to make it super basic, but know where you're going. Break know it down. what time you should be there mm -hmm. and get there early. Uh, when you're already stressed out about the interview, the last thing that you want to deal with is like where you're supposed to go. So mm -hmm. plan ahead, map out the directions and take traffic into consideration. Always. Uh, always. So once I had a two-hour drive to get to an interview, and I thought I gave myself plenty of time, but there was major traffic, and I was about 30 minutes late. I was so stressed. Oh, I know. I was so stressed. But fortunately, the person who was interviewing me was also stuck in the same traffic, so we were both late. Man, that was lucky. <laughs> it was. So make sure you get plenty of sleep the night before. Eat a healthy breakfast. Um, make sure you have plenty of gas in your car mm -hmm. and money for tolls. What else? Prepare your outfit the night before and make sure it's all ironed and pressed and just, you know, look put together and professional. Right. It's always better to overdress than underdress. And don't mm -hmm. ever, ever wear scrubs to an interview. All right? No, don't do that. Just don't, don't do it. Um, no. What about a white coat, Sammy? Should they wear their white coat? No, you leave your white coat at home. <laughs> Why would you bring a white coat, Aaron? Why? You haven't got the job yet, bro. Why would you bring it? That's right. That makes no sense. Leave the white Don't coat. Um, and make sure to bring a few copies of your resume and a list of references, or better yet, a reference letter or two to hand out to them. Mm -hmm. So getting the easy stuff done ahead of time is a no-brainer. 
it is also a no-brainer to practice answering interview questions. You're not going to know exactly what they're going to ask you, mm-hmm. but you should have a pretty good general idea. Exactly. And one question you'll always get asked is, why do you want to work for us? So this has literally been asked in every single interview I've ever had or in any mm-hmm. interview I've ever conducted with potential candidates. So practice answering with confidence, but don't memorize your answer. It will sound rehearsed and it won't sound genuine. So, um, you know, there's a couple different ways you can approach this. You could say something like, you know, I really appreciate the way that you structured your clinic so that the focus is on patient care. Um, your providers really work as a great team. And if it's a larger hospital system, you can say something like, I really admire your organization's commitment to the community, um, or you guys have a really great reputation as being a good place to work. Um, just kind of have an idea of what you're going to say, but don't memorize it. That's true. Other questions that they typically ask is, um, tell us about yourself. Right. That's always one. Mm-hmm. I always make sure to tell them something about me that they cannot find on the resume. Uh, so, for example, I love to tell everyone my sob story. She does. So I've heard I it a couple times. Because yeah. <laughs> everybody likes to hear like a rags to riches story, you know? It's true. Yeah. So I tell them that I grew up in Las Vegas from immigrant parents, um, that I was the first person in my family to graduate college. Um, I always talk about living in Las Vegas and um, all the opportunities I had here. Um And I tell them these things because I want them to have a better understanding of who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, at the end of the day, the person that is interviewing you wants to know, is this person someone that I will want to go to happy hour with? Will this person cover my shift if I have a family emergency? Will this person bring on more stress or will she reduce my stress in the work environment? Yeah. Um, And they also are going to ask why you're looking for a new job or why you left your old job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I'm asked this question, I always make sure to let them know that I loved my previous job and that I wish I could have stayed, but I left because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be because you moved to a different city or need a shorter commute or um, need a more flexible schedule. And in my case, it was because I got married, had a baby. And one thing that I always want to point out is never talk shit about your previous employer. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Make sure you empathize why you liked working for them and what aspects of that job you wish to carry over. Right. So even if you left on bad terms, don't don't bring it up. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. There's also always a question about handling conflict. And usually it's framed as a conflict between you and your supervising physician. And they want to know how you handle criticism and they want to know how you are able to work through that. One time I had a patient with CHF in the clinic and I called my supervising physician. Um, He wanted me to diarese the patient in the clinic. Um, I was really uncomfortable with this plan. So I told him that I wanted to send the patient to the ER instead. Mm -hmm. The patient wasn't stable and I knew it was more than just a CHF exacerbation. And my supervising couldn't see this because it was all done via a phone conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't see the patient. So he was just looking at labs and vitals. But I you know, stood my ground and I had to convince him that this patient was much sicker than he appeared on paper. And so he agreed and we ended up sending my patient to the ER. Right. And he was okay, right? Yeah, he was fine with that. Of course. You know, because I explained the situation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So one last sample question. Um, this is an oldie but a goodie. Um, what is a strength and what is an area where you could improve? So don't say 
my weakness is that I'm a perfectionist. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it when people say that. And and they do. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. So, you know, be real. Like, find something that you that is a weakness, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? So I struggle with giving bad news to patients. Um, Sammy, you struggle with... I struggle with speaking slowly with my patients. <laughs> right? That's always going to be a thing. Uh, yeah. Um, but but those are both things that are manageable and that could be worked yep. on. And then, um, you know, brag a little bit. Tell them something that you're really good at. Like, I'm really good at suturing or I worked in a, you know, an ortho clinic. And so my casts are like works of art, you know? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So well, works of art. Okay. Brag a little bit. Hey, a great yes. cast is a beautiful thing. Okay. True. 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 Okay. What else, Erin? So be prepared for all kinds of questions and know that, yes, they there will be clinical questions. Um, there'll definitely be a few. But don't stress because they don't necessarily expect you to know the answers. What they're really looking for is that you know how to ask for help. So the way that you answer will say much more about who you are as a provider. So don't be afraid to say that you don't know or that you haven't encountered it yet. That is very true. Um, I actually went on an interview that had a four-person panel. It was the medical director, the MD, the nursing supervisor, and somebody from admin, and they all had really different questions for me. The question that I didn't expect was the clinical question. Mm -hmm. They gave me a 60-year-old man with a chest pain and you know, had to basically work the patient up, and it was pretty simple until they gave me an EKG to read. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they um, literally handed me an EKG, and I sit there, and I just... <laughs> Stared at him. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Crickets. Oh, fuck. Crickets. Yeah. For like, I, I swear to God, it was like 10 minutes. I oh didn't say God. a single word. <laughs> and they just, you know, looked at me and I said, hey, I'm sorry. I just need a few minutes to collect my thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I did not know the answer to that EKG. I didn't know what it was. Right. I, was able to walk through the process. So I told them, I was like, I know the rhythm. This is the rate. Um, I see a P before QRS. I know it's not AFib. And I was just going through the process. And I said, mm -hmm. I think this is a third degree block, but I'm not 100% confident. I would probably have to ask my supervising or any other providers here in the office for a second opinion. I have actually never seen a third degree block, but I think this could be a third degree block. Right. And I think they were really impressed with that because- right. They were able to see that I was able to work through the problem and, mm -hmm. you know, just hearing my um, thought process, you right. know, they understood that I... That you were competent. Like you knew, you knew how to read an EKG. You knew the parts of the EKG. Yes. But when you weren't sure of the exact findings of the EKG, you knew when to ask for help, right? Correct. So exactly. exactly. I think that's what they want to hear from you. Yeah. Especially as a new grad, mm -hmm. you know, um, they want to make sure that you know your strength and your weaknesses and that you're not overly confident and you're not going to just do something even though you don't have the answer to it. Exactly. So don't blurt out just, you know, right. anything. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, yeah. don't mix up up. And don't be like, don't be afraid of silence. Like, don't be afraid Correct. to say, I need to think about this for a minute. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's not a time test. So we have a famous quote that we were mm -hmm. indoctrinated with in our um, PA program. Yes. It came from Cindy Lord. She was our program director at Quinnipiac. And she was also a past APA president. Oh, yeah. She right? was. She definitely was. Yeah. That's, so give her some credit, Erin. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No. She <laughs> definitely was. She is a yeah. uh, longtime PA and a smart lady. Mm -hmm. And so yes. her 
famous quote was? She said, know what you know, know what you don't know, and know when to ask for help. That's right. So let me say that again, you guys. Know what you know, know what you don't know, and know when to ask for help. Right. I mean, live and breathe by that quote, okay? Exactly. It just encompasses everything that you should know as a PA. And Mm -hmm. as long as you keep that in mind, you will stay out of trouble. Correct. Completely agree with you. What else should they prep for? So, you know, I have done a lot of interviews with uh, Mm -hmm. potential candidates. And I'm always shocked when I get to the end of the interview and I say, do you have any questions for us? And they've got nothing. Um, nothing. Nothing. I'm just Why? like, Seri- wait, what? Seriously? You have no questions Why? about the job you're applying for? Like, like we're literally the people Boring. doing the job. Like, now is your time to, to get your questions answered. Um, t- to me, it always just kind of seems like a lack of interest or they, they really can't envision themselves working in our clinic or they're not really that interested in um, how our um, – experience has been at that facility. Mm. So have some questions, like show some interest, like ask about um, like the day-to-day, ask about the workflow. So I always ask like, how many patients do I, am I expected to see in a typical day? You know, what Mm -hmm. resources are available in the clinic? Um, For example, do you have a lab, x-ray, ultrasound? Um, what else? Um, ask about the EMR, what they're using. And one thing I always do at the end of an interview um, is, this is actually pretty surprising. I always ask to speak to the providers privately. Mm-hmm. Um, so during this interview, it was a four panel interview. Um, I did the whole interview. And at the end, I asked if I could speak to the providers that were actually working in the clinic, not the one that was interviewing me. And they were really but surprised when I asked that question. Yeah. Exactly, the employees, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I sat down with these providers, there was three of them. It was two PAs and a doctor. And I just asked them, like, how long have you been working here? What's your experience? Would you recommend this? And I was so surprised but by the response I got because – that doctor was not holding back. He <laughs> he's like, this is a shit show of a place he to work the for. Tea. Like he's like, but I've been here for like twelve years, and I'll probably stay here for another twelve years. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay. And he told me like he mentioned that you know whatever they promised you um, with the salary is probably not what you're going to get because we have a base salary and a bonus. And mm-hmm. he said that the bonus is not guaranteed. I guess what's the word? Right. Yeah, guaranteed. It's hard exactly. to get. Um, right. Exactly. It's very hard to get. And so he said, just, you know, take your base salary. If you're happy with your base salary, just keep that in mind. And if you get an extra bonus, that's great, but don't expect it. Right. And then he told me about the benefits, you know, and how they treat their employees. And then the other PAs kind of chimed in as well. And then they told me about their work experience and hours. And, you know, after all that, I was like, okay, I had a really good understanding of what I'm getting into because I heard all the bad and the good Mm -hmm. and I asked why they stayed and they told me why they stayed, Right, you know, compared to the other clinics in the area. Right. It's such a small community. Like I'm telling you. Yeah. It's very small. Right. Um, So if you're on site, make sure that you request a tour of the clinic. Be pleasant, Mm -hmm. be approachable, and be interested in the clinic staff. So don't ignore or dismiss Mm -hmm. like the secretaries, the MAs, the nurses. Uh, We very much ask their opinions after you leave about what they thought about the candidate. Exactly. And if they had a bad experience with you in an interaction or you made them feel a certain kind of way, they're going to let us know. Uh, so Hi, Felicia. <laughs> exactly what she said. Right? So 
you know, keep that in mind and yeah. just really make sure that you're being kind and respectful to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I always ask to shadow for a day um, just to see how the clinic run on a typical day. Um, and when I'm there, I know that is my time to shine. I do everything in my power to impress them. I ask a ton of clinical questions to show that I'm engaged. Um, Make them love you. Exactly. Make mm-hmm. them love you. And sometimes I offer to see a patient or do an exam or just even help with the vitals. The right. point of that is just to show them how much of an asset you'll be in the clinic. And when you go above and beyond and show them that, right. they can really envision what it'll be like for you to be part of the practice. And once they love you, the job is yours, bro. <laughs> That's right. Right? Uh, so, Sammy, what is the one thing that they shouldn't do in an interview? I would say never talk about your salary, ever. Um, That's right. Just defer the question. So when when should they ask about their salary? Oh, after they got offered the job. Right. So once you get offered the job, then you can talk salary. But right. do not bring up money right. at your initial And interview. that's in another one of our podcasts. So we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they really push you for an answer, what should you do? So I always give them um, a range. So I would say is, you know, the APA report says that in this location and this specialty, the typical range would be like 110 to like 130. I never give them exact number. It's always a range. Right. And don't put anything in writing either. Never. Yeah. So a lot of times they'll be like, oh, what is your expected salary? So just leave it blank. Okay. Or put a zero. Or put a zero. <laughs> no, don't put a zero. Um, so, okay. So you did the interview. Go ahead and finish it with a follow-up email. So um, the next day, let them uh, know that you appreciate their time. Um, let them know you look forward to hearing from them. And then, you know, you can email them actually once a week, right? Or once a day, whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, once a day, <laughs> once a day every once hour a day. until they offer you a position. <laughs> right? No, it's no, a joke. No, no, guys. It's a Don't joke. Do that. Don't, Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do, Don't do, that. do it. Okay. I would say once a week is plenty, right? Once a week right. is fine. And especially if they're interviewing other people, let them know you're still interested. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. That is it for this week. Um, okay. So let's tune in next week. We will talk all about negotiation, which is my favorite part yes. of the job process. I love negotiation. <laughs> That's right. She does. You should have seen I her do. negotiate her photographer for her wedding. <laughs> oh, it was friend, epic. Give me a fun. It was epic. Give me a fun episode. All right. Okay. That is all. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.